Well, good morning to you. It's really good to be with you again. Uh, firstly, let me start off just by saying uh, I'm sorry. Um, um, I didn't realise just how important it was to some of you that the parakeet was present. Uh, I can see when I look on the comments on, on YouTube um, that actually, uh, more than anything, this seems to be the thing that uh, matters to you. So uh, he's back. Um, last week we talked about the armour of God and we talked about the, the, the final piece of weaponry, if you like, which is the sword of the spirit. Um, but I just want to finish this week with the, the, the last few verses in Ephesians 6. And I actually think that these last few verses are key to us understanding the effective, how to be effective in the armour of God, how to stand firm, if you like, in the armour of God. So we'll go straight into them. This is Ephesians 6 and it's verses 18 to 20. It says this, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So Paul actually gives more space to these few verses, these last three verses, than he does to any of the other items of armour. And I think that's because he's trying to say to us, prayer is essential for the effectiveness of this armour that he's been talking about. Prayer is what keeps us close to God, isn't it? Prayer is what enables us to communicate with God, enables us to, to share what his heart is, to hear what his heart is. It's what tunes us in to who God is. And so therefore it's what activates, um, it's what activates the suit, the armour of God. Um, I love the Mar Marvel films and um, Iron Man is one of the best, I think, uh, of the series of films in, in, in the Marvel uh, series. And... Um, there's one scene in one of the Marvel films where Tony Stark, who is Iron Man, he, he's, he's uh, an inventor, if you don't know the films, who creates this um, suit, which is a futuristic suit. It's got all the latest gadgetry and it, it's, it can defend him against attacks. And it's also got some really cool weapons that he can use to attack the enemies. And there's one scene in one of the films, I can't remember which, where uh, the, the suit runs out of power and he, it, it, he kind of crashes to the ground and it becomes ineffective. All these things that enable him to be Iron Man, that are part of the suit, ceased to operate because it's lost its power. It's no use to him anymore. Well, the power for our suit, for our God suits, as the song says, for the armour of God, is prayer. That's what gives our armour power. It's what powers it up. It's what hooks us into the spirit of God. It's what hooks us into what God is thinking and doing. Uh, just like last week, we talked about the spirit of God activating the word that is the well within us. And as we wield the sword of the spirit, um, it, it activates that word. So prayer um, on the whole activates all of the armour of God. It's what gives it its power. It's what gives it its effectiveness. So as we pray, we're reminded of God's heart and what he's like and of his character. And we're reminded that we are saved, that what God did in Jesus on the cross enables us to be saved. 
it reminds us about the helmet of salvation that we put on. As we pray, we're reminded that we are right with God, that it's his righteousness that becomes our righteousness in that divine exchange. And so we effectively put on the breastplate of righteousness. It's prayer that reminds us to put on the armour. As we pray, we become tuned in to the things of the Father. And so we start to go to places and do the things that he is calling us to do uh, because we're tuned into him. So in effect, we put on the shoes of peace because where we go, he goes now because we're going with him. So we become bringers of peace into situations. So it's as we pray and as we align ourselves with God that uh, it activates the armour of God in us. Prayer is the power source for our armour. So I want to look at what Paul says about how we do this. What does he say? Well, he says, pray in the spirit at all times with all kinds of prayers and requests for all the Lord's people. Pray at all times. In the last um, few weeks, we've sometimes looked at Greek words, haven't we? Last week, we looked at logos and rema as words for uh, the word. Um, well, let me tell you what the Greek for the meaning in the Greek for this phrase, pray in the spirit at all times. This is what it means. It means pray in the spirit at all times. <laughs> That's what it means. Pray at all times. That's what Paul's asking us to do. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, never stop praying. That is what we're called to do as the people of God. As his church, we're called to be people who pray. It's about letting our conversation be a continual thing with God. That our conversation, our chatter, um, our talking with him, is, it never ceases. It's always something that we naturally do as his people. All of us will probably have been in, on car journeys where we've been with a group of people or we've been with a person who, after a while, they just, uh, their talking becomes to, starts to become a bit wearing, you know. Uh, people who want to talk all the time on the journey. I, I increasingly seem to, uh, as I've got older, enjoy a little bit of quiet more and more. Um, and all of us who have uh, been parents to young children will know the experience of being in a car with children. And there's always one, isn't there, who just wants to keep talking. They chatter and they chatter and they chatter. And, you know, it's fine. But we start to get a little bit weary of it. And it starts to even, dare I say, annoy us a little bit. Well, let me say, God never gets annoyed with us talking to him. He never gets weary of us talking to him. In fact, it's quite the opposite. He longs for us to talk to him. He longs for us to have those conversations. He longs for us to be sharing our hearts with him. That is what his heart is like because he wants to share his heart with us and he wants to know what we are feeling, what we're thinking, what is important to us. That's what matters to God. And prayer is the means by which we talk with him. And prayer is the means by which we share he shares his heart with us it aligns us with him it aligns us with the things of heaven with his kingdom we learn to see things the way he does when we pray we learn to see other people the way he does when we pray we learn to see situations in this world the way he does when we pray someone once said prayer is the place where heaven and earth overlap where our present time and God's future time overlap. 
Tom Wright, the theologian, says this. Prayer isn't just calling out into the dark to a distant or an unknown God. It means what it means and it does what it does because God is, as it says in the book of James, very near to those who draw near to him. The person praying stands with one place in the place of trouble, sickness and sin and with the other foot in the place of healing, forgiveness and hope. And then he says prayer then brings the latter, the, the healing, the forgiveness and hope to bear on the former, the trouble, the sickness and the sin. Prayer is a tuning into the things of heaven, a learning to hear God's voice and the way his heart feels and thinks about situations. In this room at the moment, there are dozens of invisible radio signals and TV signals, but I have no idea what information they're carrying until I choose to tune in to them by using a telly or a radio. They're carrying all sorts of information. They're right here. But I don't know what information is until I tune into them. It's the same with God. God is here. He's right here now. He's right here with you. Right now, wherever you're watching this, he's next to you. And we need to learn to tune in to him. And prayer is what helps us to do that. Prayer tunes us into the presence of God. Practicing his presence is what prayer is about. When we pray, we start to feel God's heart, to see people the way he sees them, to dream kingdom dreams about what might be possible that align with his purposes because we become aware of them. When we pray, we plug into the Holy Spirit and we become empowered. So how can we pray? How does it, what does it look like uh, to do this, to be praying unceasingly at all times? It can be done in so many different ways. He says pray at all times in all different types of prayer. It doesn't have to look like one type of prayer. When I'm uh, with my wife, Pippa, and when we're, t when we're communicating, sometimes we communicate by talking to each other. Sometimes we just sit on the sofa, and, but we're aware of each other's presence, you know, and, and you're just there, you just quietly, it might be in the quiet, it might be listening to some music, it might be watching telly, but we're aware of each other. Sometimes you write to each other, don't you? I'm not very good at that one, Pippa is. Um, I've even been known to sing something for Pippa. It's true. Um, but whatever way it is, they're all ways of communicating. No one is more important. They're just ways of sharing our hearts with each other. It's the same with God and it's the same with the types of prayer that we can do. There are many different ways we can talk with God. There are many different ways we can pray. Sometimes we only have one word. Sometimes we have lots of words to talk to God. Sometimes we have no words and we just sit in silence but we're aware of his presence and we're communicating with him, even though we're doing it with no words. Sometimes in those times when we have no words, but we want to express the stuff that's on our hearts, he gives us the gift of tongues. Some of us, the gift of tongues to be able to express what's going on in our hearts to him, a heavenly gift that enables us to do that. Sometimes we'll do an arrow prayer, won't we, uh, to him? God help, 
God, please help me. Please, please help this person that I know is in trouble and needs help now. God, please give me guidance. I really need it now. It's these arrow prayers that we shoot up to God. Sometimes we intercede for long periods of time for things that are really important to us, for people that are really important to us. It doesn't matter. They're all ways of communicating. They are all important. Not one is more important than the other. They're all different ways that we can talk with God. All different ways of communicating him. The key is that you and I pray at all times with all these different types of prayer for all people. That's the key. That's what we're called to be as the people of God. Because prayer works. Because it changes things. Because it it brings that kingdom of heaven, as Tom Wright was saying, to bear on the things of this world. It's where heaven invades earth as the people of God pray. So how do we do it? Well, I know that when we've got one foot in the kingdom of God and one foot in the, in the world, it sometimes feels like we're in a tug of war and we're the little bit of ribbon that is, is, that is wrapped around the rope, you know, and there's those two, there's the two teams on either side and they're pulling the rope one way or the other. And we're that bit of ribbon that's being pulled in intention one way or the other, or the other. It feels like that sometimes, doesn't it? The way we live. As Christians it's hard it's a struggle and I feel this tension myself I feel the tension within me of what I want to do I don't do and what I don't do want to do I do it's what Paul talks about isn't it uh, in one of his other letters you are never going to meet a follower of Jesus who says well I've decided not to pray you know it's for might be what's right for other Christians but I've decided <laughs> it's not for me you'll never meet a proper follower of Jesus someone who really whose heart has been won by Jesus who will say that that's not what happens to us is it what happens is that the pressures of life the different things that are going on in our lives they push out the the prayer don't they and uh, uh, it, it's all those things it's a subtle fade that happens it's a subtle change that happens that pushes it out but by putting prayer first we are doing, I think, the most important thing that we can do as people of God, as, as followers of Jesus personally, and also as a church. Prayer is the most important thing we can do because it's about, again, communicating with God, our hearts and his hearts communicating. So here, uh, to finish with, there are a couple of practical things, I think, that can help us to be people of prayer and to be a church of prayer that I found helpful there'll be many more and I'd love you to share those with each other but these are just the things that I found helpful there are so many things that can trigger emotions within us aren't there at the moment there's things we watch on telly there's there's things that happen with people um there's the stuff we read the social media is uh, is, is particularly a place isn't it where it can trigger all sorts of emotions some of them good often they're not often it's anger often it's bewilderment whatever it is there's all sorts of emotions that are triggered in us well what's what I found really helpful is to remind myself that right next to me as I'm reading this is God he's there he's right next to me I imagine him sat next to me and I then ask him what he thinks in prayer what do you think about this share your heart with me about this because the truth is God is there right next to you in everything he is there and he and he wants to be the person that we share those things with him that we share those emotions with whatever that emotion is that he's big enough to cope with all of the different emotions that we have but imagine him sit, sitting next to you and make that your first action 
of sharing what you're feeling and what you're thinking with him. Give it to him. Let him shape your way of seeing the thing that is causing that emotion within you or causing that reaction within you. And then the other thing is that is, is to find out those things that align your heart with God, that align your heart, um, that enable you to know that he is there, that enable you to remember that he is there. And for me, one of those things is um, listening to worship music. I like all sorts of music. Um, I love music. It's one of my favourite things in life. It's one of my hobbies. But I make sure that I listen to worship music um, as, a, as, as part of, my, of what I listen to. And usually try and listen to worship music first because that helps to frame my day. It helps to frame my thinking and it softens my heart. It's, it reaches my heart. I think the Holy Spirit works through worship music. And, it, and he softens our heart as we as we listen to words that are giving glory to God, as we listen to words that tell us who God is and remind us who God is. And that is a way of us aligning our hearts so that we remember that he's with us. And that then, as we're doing that, will enable us to remember to pray, to just chat with him because he's there. He's with us. And then another thing that I found really helpful for me is, is something really obvious and maybe really simple for you, but it's, it's just being thankful. Practice being a thankful person, because as we're thankful to God, as we, as we say thank you to him, it actually is, again, aligning ourselves with him and reminding us of who he is and what he's done. So um, it's, it can be anything. It can be, I like sitting out in the, at the moment with this beautiful weather, I like sitting out in the garden in the morning and just sitting there and listening to the bird song or looking at the plants and say and, and 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 I just thank you God that you're so creative thank you God that you, you the, the birds are worshiping you in their song um when I'm sat around a table with my family or with friends just inside my heart I just try to be practice thankfulness thank you Lord that you have given me these people in my life thank you that that is your heart for me Thank you that you are a God who puts us in relationship. And as I do that, it aligns my heart with who God is. And it reminds me that he's there with me. Um, practice thankfulness. Just little short prayers of thankfulness that you say in your heart that will just align your, align your thinking, align your perspective with who God is. And that will lead us to be people of prayer. And then the third one. Uh, which I found helpful, but uh, isn't probably going to be the most popular one of the ones I'm talking about because it involves that dreaded D word, discipline. Um, but discipline is so important um, for us. There are certain things we need to change in our lives, certain decisions we need to make that enable us to be people who uh, spend time and prioritise time with God. For me at the moment, that means um, prayer uh, as a, as a I've been talking about this. I'm something I'm trying to do in my own life and I'm trying to get up at a decent time to pray with God. And uh, in order for that to happen, I need to set an alarm. And I also need to make sure that I go to bed at a decent time the night before so that I'm able to get up and I'm able to spend time with God. What is it that you need to do in your life, might need to do in your life to enable you to spend more time with God? One of the other things that is, is helpful, I think, to do that is, uh, is the discipline of just taking two, three, four, five minutes in the day to stop, to stop what you're doing and just remember who God is 
and to align yourself back in with him sometimes we do that in prayer as a staff team we prayed uh, at we pray at 12 o'clock every day uh, when when we're working and we stop what we're doing and we pray but it might just be as simple as in your lunch hour just pausing finding a bit of space and just taking two minutes to realign yourself with who God is and to remind yourself that he's there with you uh, so that what then happens in the afternoon if it's if you've done that lunchtime is framed by your awareness of God in your life uh, there's this great app um, called Lectio 365 which I know a lot of you already use and uh, it's done by 24 7 prayer I would recommend it in its own right uh, as, a, as an app that you can have uh, you can use it's a free app that enable that, that has prayer devotions each day they're really good quality and I find them really helpful but one of the phrases that they always start with at the at the beginning of the day in the app is this it says help us to recenter our scattered senses upon the presence of God I love that phrase the idea of recentering all the, all our senses onto the presence of God and it's true isn't it there's so many things in our lives we each day there's so many things going on in our heads there's so many things that we're thinking about things that are on our hearts and um it's a very crowded place our heads sometimes and just stopping and allowing ourselves to recenter our scattered senses on the presence of god for two or three minutes is a way of reminding ourselves of realigning ourselves which will lead to us being a people of prayer so what do you need to do? What might you need to do? What changes might you need to make? All moves of God start with prayer. Well, they start with repentance and prayer, actually. And repentance is a part of prayer. All moves of God start with them. And prayer is a key aspect. It's a key aspect of our defence and our offence as we stand in this armour of God that we've been talking about. Of being able to take ground for the kingdom of God. We will not see breakthrough in our own personal lives or in the life of our church unless we are prayerful people a people of prayer unless the lord builds his house we labor in vain it says in scripture unless the lord builds the house we labor in vain the way we make sure that his house is built by him is by us being a people of prayer who are aligned with his heart and his ways and his perspective and what he's calling us to do that's the way we that God builds his house we have to be a people who are grounded in prayer the amazing things that we've seen in our church over the years and and uh, these are amazing things that attracted me to uh, St Thomas Philadelphia Network Church Sheffield in the in the first place the amazing things we've seen in our church I can guarantee have been rooted and grounded by people who pray the, of course people have stepped out and they've done stuff and they've they've sacrificed things to be able to follow the calling of God but to be able to know what that calling is they'll have been praying people for them to have the power of the spirit behind them the church will have been praying into those situations there are people in our church I know who are prayer warriors and and this morning I've probably been preaching to the choir um, for some of you um, and I just want to take this opportunity to say how thankful I am that you have been faithful in prayer and are faithful in prayer you're often people who aren't seen 
but you are vital to us being a church that walks closely with God and that sits in his purposes. We need prayer warriors in our church and I'm so thankful for you. I know some of the students recently, you've had a couple of prayer nights, 24 hour prayer nights. And again, that's so encouraging to see you doing this and to, to be rising up and to be praying. Please keep doing that. Please keep being faithful in prayer. But I personally don't want to be dependent solely on those prayer warriors. I don't want to be a bystander freeloading off the blessing of other people's prayers. Some people are called to be prayer warriors and that will be their particular calling. But let's not make that an excuse for us not all to be a people of prayer. Let's go to battle in prayer as a church. The devil will flee from a people who stand in their armour that is activated by prayer in the spirit. He'll flee. And this is a season, I think, to step up in prayer. To seek God, to align ourselves with his will, to encounter him, to be empowered by his spirit. As a team, we've already committed to doing this, to stepping up in prayer. How will you join us? Will you join us in this? Will you seek to ask God, how can I step up in prayer? You know, God is right here now. He's right here in this room. He's right here with you, wherever you are. But often we're... People, like people who's, you know, you sometimes see people down the, a pub or in a restaurant and they're out with a group of friends, but they're all sat there with their phones out and they're, they're looking at their phones and they're not present. They're not, they're not present with the people who are sat right next to them. Sometimes we're a bit like that with God. He's right here. He's right next to us. What would it mean for us to, if you like, put our phones down? What do we need to put down to enable us to be present with God, who is here right now, who is longing to share his heart with us as, as individuals and as a church? What does it look like for us to be like that, to be aware of him? Now, we're going to be looking for ways that as a church we can do this, that we can enter into this, this time of seeking him, of stepping up in prayer. And particularly it's a sense of um, encounter with him, of just seeking him, of worshipping him with no other agenda. And uh, the, the, hopefully there'll be a number of different things that we're going to do. But what I'd love to ask you to do is to put in your calendars the 5th of July, Sunday the 5th of July, where we're going to try and do a, an encounter evening, a prayer worship encounter evening. Now, I know uh, in these times when we try and do it on Zoom or whatever way we're going to do it, uh, it's not the same. But uh, we will do our best. But can I encourage you to try and come along to that? Half past seven on that Sunday evening, uh, probably for about an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, you can come for as long as you are able to. We hope many people will come for, for all of the time. But just would love you to come along. And as a church, we seek God together and we worship him together. There'll be more information uh, coming out about that in the next week. So I'll finish with this quote from Richard Foster from his great book, A Celebration of Discipline. May I call you to the adventure of prayer. Nothing draws us closer to the heart of God.
Amen.